You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it is anthony and jacqueline back talking more nxt on the wwe network specifically the wwe network because i don't think nxt uk is on hulu i haven't looked oh i don't know but i'm pretty sure it's not i think it's wwe network exclusive so Uh. in case you didn't listen last week when we talked about war games We specifically noted that this week's episode of NXT proper was something we were going to essentially skip over because not much ever happens on those shows. And true to form, not much happened on that episode. Uh, There were two squash matches, one by Keith Lee and Lars Sullivan, uh, literally within seconds. I I think both of these men hit um, one or two moves each to win. Yeah, it was nothing to be, get excited about. Yes, uh, Keith Lee ran in at the end of the Lars Sullivan match to stop him from killing this poor small man that he was in the midst of killing, and uh, that sets up the NXT main event, I believe, for uh, this next next week's show. Uh, and the main event was uh, Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae, and they had what I would describe as a an okay match. I thought it was all right, but the Nikki cross won, but the ending sort of felt like it came out of nowhere. Yes, it did. It was pretty good, but then, yeah, it kind of just halted. Yeah. It ended very, yeah, just kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki hit a move and then won. I wonder if that's because Nikki and Lars are both going to be moving up soon that they're kind of just giving them like, Mm, yeah, Lars is definitely on the way out for sure. Cause they're, yeah, um, they're, advertising they're teasing him, him. Yeah. yeah like and and i guess on twitter they um uh wwe were like retweeted nxt's something about it like the coming soon and then they hashtagged like sdl or something so i guess he's going to smackdown that's where i would i mean if it were me that's that's probably where i'd put him because i think raw's got a couple of big dudes over there already yeah and smackdown doesn't have as many big dudes so that seems like a good place to put him <laughs> The big dude division. The big dude division. (laughs) There's the cruiserweights, the women, and the big dude division. That's true, yeah. Uh, Okay, so this week we are Mm -hmm. reviewing the two episodes of NXT UK that aired. Episodes 9 and 10. Yep. From the NEC Arena in Birmingham, which is not a really fancy, cool-looking venue like we saw in the earlier episodes. The crowd makes it look pretty cool. Yeah, this was at, I believe, uh, like a gaming expo. This was part of like a gaming expo, like a something like that. <laughs> yes. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I believe this was part of like a video gaming expo, and that's why there's no um, like recessed seating or bleacher seating or any. They're, they're in a, just a big hall with a lot of yes. flat level seating, so... Uh, and this was near the tail end of the tapings. I believe there are two episodes left that they filmed here. Okay. Um, and I presume that those will be airing both um, this coming Wednesday. So uh, this episode, episode nine, was about finishing up the uh, the first round of the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament the week prior to this. Saw, I believe, Ginny and Dakota Kai winning their matches. And sure. this one opened with uh, Rhea Ripley and Zaya Brookside, uh, yes. both of whom were in the Mae Young Classic this year. 
both of these girls make me feel so, so old. Uh, Why? Rhea Ripley is 22. And okay. Zaya Brookside is 19. Cool. What are you doing with your life? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, she, and she wasn't the youngest person in this tournament. Really? The girl that Ginny uh, beat the week prior, uh, Millie McKenzie, I think was 18. All right. Well, she deserved to lose in the first round then. Yeah, these youngsters. Well, right. Zaya, um, Zaya always starts out strong. Uh, in the matches mm-hmm. I've seen her in, she hits pretty hard. But then her her youth and inexperience, she well she lost is her per- downfall. Yeah, I mean the person she was fighting here was not much more experienced. Uh, yeah, but Rhea Ripley, she's looks, got the size. Yeah, she does. As I say, she's much more ripped. Like mm-hmm. Zaya Z, whatever her name is, Brookside. Yes, she's just like she looks like a little piece of cotton candy. Yes, that is how, yeah, I once described her as a sentient piece of cotton candy. It's kind yeah, of what okay. she looks like, if it just came alive and grew arms and legs. Yeah. Uh, she looks like like the sweetest, nicest girl ever, and yeah. Rhea Ripley you just pounded feel, her into the ground. And you kind of feel bad for her. So I didn't really know Rhea Ripley before this match, so I don't really know Rhea Ripley, I guess, other mm-hmm. than this match. I love that her finishing move is called the Riptide. Yes. I think that's awesome yes and she's from australia so it's got like the surfy vibe to it a little bit she looks like she looks like the evil surfer like if this was like um (laughs) like a disney channel movie she's like like the punk surfer from like california or something yeah australia well she is from australia but i mean i don't know how many punk surfers there were in australia but we can make one yeah she's kind of got like this um she's also kind of got like these Pete Dunn like facial expressions mm-hmm. where she always looks bothered by the fans, but not in like a, not in a bothered in that way, but like a, she's just, uh, she's horrified and disgusted by these people. She doesn't care if somebody gets hurt or mangled in a match. She kind of just yep. shrugs it off, gives it a smirk. Um, mm-hmm. she's got a good attitude. Uh, a lot about her. She really stands out. Everything about her presentation stands out. Her music really stands out. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Rhea Ripley. I think she's got a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, I so liked her too. Yeah, she beat Zion like four minutes here. Yes, it was a uh, it was a valiant effort, but it was it was not to be. Yes. Uh, so uh, their backstage interviewer uh, Radzi, he was interviewing the team of James Drake and Zach Gibson, the man for whom everyone takes their shoes off for. Ah, okay. Yeah, they're uh, a team known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, and uh, they are talking about uh, Trent Seven, uh, events that occurred on, on prior years, uh, or not prior years, okay. prior episodes. They've known each other for years, these two guys, but they're talking ah. about events that have happened in, in prior episodes. Uh like Zach Gibson coming to uh, James Drake's aid in a match against Trent Seven, uh, basically establishing why they're going to be a team here, that they've known each other for 13 years. They threw their names into the hat for the NXT UK Tag Team Title Tournament and uh, said that nobody is going to come close to beating them and ended the interview. Nice and sweet. Yes. Uh, Short and sweet. So we have... uh, Another enhancement match here. Eddie Dennis defeating Jack Stars in... By the way, Jack Stars is a great name for just a run... Like a... I, I believe they're called a jobber in pro wrestling terms, but a guy that just gets... Yeah. A guy who's there to just get beat. His name is it's Stars like a, with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like the uh, the extra in a, in a movie. <laughs> yeah. He's not a star <laughs> at all, but he thinks he is. Uh, Good for him. <laughs> he got uh, he got beat by Eddie Dennis. He beat him really quickly here and hit him with the next stop driver. So a lot of people like this Eddie Dennis character. Apparently he's, when it comes to doing interviews and character stuff, apparently he's really good. But I don't, mm-hmm. know, how I, I don't know how I feel about him. As a wrestler? Yeah. it's He's not bad, but I don't know. Something about his look doesn't. He seems really... He's kind of lanky, but not really muscular in any way. Yeah. It feels like he's, he's just wearing shorts and a wife beater, 
I guess. He kind of looks like a basketball player. A little bit, right? But, like, yeah. Maybe that's part of his appeal, though, is that it's, like, he kind of looks like, mm-hmm. you know, anybody. Yeah. Any, so uh, anyone can wrestle. Did anything stand out about this man to you, uh, other no. than his basketball-like physique? It was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. To me. I also, but I also don't know him as a character. I could see, like, from some of, from, like, the images and, like, some things on, like, Google, mm-hmm. um, he looks very charismatic, so I get it. But um, mean, this match alone did not, like, sell me on it. No, no he does have an interesting backstory. Cool. Okay. Uh, he was best friends with Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews is another guy we'll see a lot of in, in these two episodes. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep. He was best friends with them. They grew up together. They I love that. wrestled together from a very young age, like early teens and things like that. And uh, he legitimately, Eddie Dennis, that is, became the youngest headmaster in UK history. I guess who? That's a princi- school principal. principal? Yeah. So okay. He's the youngest one of those. So he's really smart. Uh, but basically, I think the story they're telling here is that Mar- like guys like Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne, as friends, they went on and lived the dream that was supposed to be like all three of theirs. And they went and like built this thing and got this NXT UK thing off the ground. And he feels like he was forgotten and left behind. That sort of. So he's bitter. Aww. Yeah. I think is the story they're they're running with or trying to tell. I don't know how I feel about that because like he's clearly accomplished. Mm-hmm. So. He, he wasn't overly impressive in this match, but nah. Me, I'm hoping that maybe there's more to come since it seems like they have an, an arc for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Mark Andrews, he had a match with I. My this guy has my favorite and least favorite name of all time. This man, Mark Andrews, wrestled because the... there's there's the first part, Wild Boar. Yep. Which should just be his name. Yes. Full, full stop. Wild boar. But then it's like wild boar, Mike Hitchman. You're yeah, a you ca- don't need a real name after that. <laughs> you're, you're accountant. Yeah. He's a real wild boar in the in the accounting office is Mike Hitchman. Yeah. Uh, Although, as soon as you add the Mike Hitchman on it, literally all I think of is cold cuts. I don't know why. <laughs> like, you go from wild boar being like this really like... <laughs> Like horrifying image to this Mike Hitchman. Creature, like, yes, he makes my sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, he makes the world famous wild boar sandwich that everybody loves yep. so much. That's what it is. He Every- does. He uses the cold cuts. <laughs> everybody love. Everybody loves Mike Hitchman's wild boar sub shop. I love it. <laughs> we found a backup for you, Mister Hitchman. So, You're welcome. <laughs> so, fun fact about these two gentlemen: mm-hmm. they are brothers. Shut it! Yeah, for real. Wow, you know, it's one of those things when not knowing anything about these guys, mm-hmm. watching this, you see Mark Andrews come out, and then you see the man called the Wild Boar come out, and you're just like, <laughs> what are they doing to poor Mark Andrews? They couldn't be more different, right? But they're brothers? <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, now you need to go back and watch it again, because you can like look at them, and you can be like, oh yeah, I can, I can see it now. Well, and part of what I'm picking up on these matches as a whole. Um, and I think it was this one where it kind of stood out mm-hmm. was it's like, you could tell that these people knew each other, even oh, yes. if we don't know them. Like you could tell that there is a history amongst a lot of these um, wrestlers. Like mm-hmm. they know how to use each other, how to maneuver things. And it, it's very, I think it's very respectable. Yeah. Um, but that makes a lot of sense with this match. Uh, they had a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Um, for being brothers, I wasn't blown away by their chemistry. I mean, they worked well together, but sometimes brothers have like they tend to have amazing chemistry because they're brothers. But yeah. uh, they didn't have amazing chemistry. But then again, they only got about five and a half minutes here to put a match together. Yeah, uh, they did not have long. So yeah, the crowd was kind of into it, but sort of not really. And then by the end, Mark Andrews hit a shooting star press and one, and the crowd was fairly happy. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. Mark Andrews, by the way, in the small uh, club that is pro wrestlers who sing their own theme song. Huh. Um, I didn't know there was a club. Yeah, there's a very tiny club of wrestlers who have kind of famously sang their own uh, theme songs, like Shawn Michaels, for example, sang his, uh, the, I mean, his, and 
horribly sang the lyrics, but it's like, uh, for some reason it works. It's a classic theme song, but interesting. Uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. has a, uh, a punk band called junior. And that is one of their songs. Well, now I'm going to have to go like look on iTunes for all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was okay. What did you did? Did anything else come come away from you other than Mike Hitchman's sandwich sandwich making abilities? <laughs> no, I. But I get like I said, this is it was one of those matches where like you could tell, even though I had no idea who these characters were, what these people were. Yeah. Um. Like I don't I don't get the feuds yet. Mm-hmm. Um. But you could tell that they that they knew each other and that they, like they moved well together. Like yeah. they looked they made they did make each other look good. Um, so I think that's cool. So they're, yeah, they're definitely, they're brothers, but I think they're going to be like on screen brothers. Yeah. 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 I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll ever mention it. Maybe they will at some point, but maybe it'll become like a big storyline later. Like they just found out. (laughs) (laughs) I think Nigel McGinnis on commentary noted some, like he kind of slyly said something along the lines of like, they've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, uh, and it's like I, oh, I bet that they have. Nigel. I bet they have. Uh, <laughs> so Radzi was backstage. He had an interview with Eddie Dennis and uh, talked about Eddie being undefeated. But mm-hmm. uh, Eddie, to his credit, didn't really start bragging about his undefeated streak. He's like, "Look, I that Jack Stars guy. He didn't even knock me off my feet once. He 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 basically yeah. talked about the the." the pushovers that he has faced thus far and talked about how right. they aren't really competition. It's almost as if he's like, look, these wins don't even really count. These guys aren't, yeah. these guys weren't in my league. Uh, like give me a named person. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for him, that's when he was interrupted by Ashton Smith, who is not a named a named person really in this company, <laughs> but it sounds like they're going to set up a, a match between these two. He, they trash talked uh, a little bit, but, uh, yeah, this uh, Ashton Smith guy, I've seen him a couple times as well, and I'm unimpressed, but... Yeah. I think he's got, like, a... Th- mm-hmm. I think he's got, like, a thing with his music, maybe, where people, like, make a sound with his music when he comes out. Ah, so it's, like, crowd participation. Yeah, he's got, like, a woo or a hoot or a woot, something along those lines that people do when... Maybe... I don't think people say woot anymore in 2018, but... Uh, I do. Do you? Okay, well, thank you for keeping yeah. it alive. You, It's you and me. I do. Yes. <laughs> woot, woot. We're the last two. Um, that will not age well. Uh, in the last uh, in the last uh, NXT UK Women's Championship uh, first round match, Tony Storm and Isla Dawn. Um, this went, I think, maybe slightly longer than the uh, Zaya. Actually, it only went barely slightly longer than the yeah. Zaya Rhea match. This went uh, oh. like four minutes as well. Uh, I like Tony Storm a lot, but this match was un- I mean, she won. She hit the the strong zero or tiger yep. driver and beat this lady. But this was not overly impressive. I, You know what it really is? I think I need more out of this Isla Dawn character. Did you hear how they because she was in the Mae Young Classic as well, but did you hear how they refer to her? Uh, Some, like her she's the, the Red Witch, the White Witch, she's, something? She's like the modern-day witch. Yeah, I didn't like, get that. Like, she's into, like, witchcraft and, like, Wiccan stuff. Like, okay, which is cool, but, like, then Game of Thrones that up for me. Yeah, that's, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, she's got kind of a look, a little bit. But I need like yeah. wait like look I don't want it to be 1990s cartoon wrestling. I don't need you to shoot like lightning bolts out of your hands or anything like that. Although no. I wouldn't mind it if it happened. But I'm just saying it doesn't have to. Like right, there are some things you can do to because it, it sort of just feels like she took real life personality traits and she's like that's part of my character. But it doesn't really. It doesn't really come off of her. Like, that's yeah. part of her personality. It doesn't... Right. It's not... It seems forced. Not, like, who she is. Yeah. Um, or maybe, like... You know, it's like... Uh, I don't know how you could turn... Like... I'm sure there's a way to turn gaming into a, a character trait. But it'd be like me going out there and saying, like... Um, you know, I'm a hardcore gamer. 
and that's part of my character. But nothing that I do or how I present myself has anything to do with it. It's just like a fun fact more than it is a noticeable character trait. Yeah, like you can even like like Scarlet Witch, like do some weird stuff with your mm-hmm. hands. I don't know. There's yeah. a way to do this. Something like how she, yeah, just how she moves in the ring, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, something with the attire. I don't know. She was okay in the ring, but uh, in four minutes isn't a lot of time to do much. But no, I, this was this was okay. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to do a lot in a very short period of time, so nothing yeah. gets developed. Uh, the main event of this show was Ligero, El Ligero, and Jordan Devlin, which is stemming off of uh, Jordan Devlin had several Eddie Dennis-like wins where he beat a bunch of pushovers, and then he mm-hmm. called out El Ligero, who is a staple of the... UK independent wrestling scene. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been there for like a decade plus and uh, mock this man because he wears a lucha mask, noting that he is from Leeds, England. Yeah. And not it's real uh, weird. And not Mexico. Uh, although his backstory is kind of interesting that he, when he started wrestling, he was shy. So he put the mask on to like, is that hide real? It. That is a real story. Interesting. Uh, he's and, not shy anymore, but, like, it's just become who he is. Right. And it's it's one of those things in watching him. Um, he definitely had that luchador style, though, where, mm-hmm. like, he did the flips and, like, the... Like, he was very... I don't know. He was, he was much more gymnast-like, um, which I always appreciate. So, I liked him. Uh, Jordan Devlin's nickname is the Irish Ace. Uh he is also from Bray County, Wicklow, Ireland, and was trained by Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yes. Now, I like Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I do not like the look of Jordan Devlin's face. <laughs> He's got a Say really it? hateable face. He does. And it's and very like, square just, as well. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just, I do not want that man to do well. Yeah, he's, um, you know, the sad thing is, I think he's gotten, I, I watched him in the first, when they did the tournament to crown the first UK champion. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in it and the crowd was chanting stuff like baby Balor, Adam and Aww. stuff like that. And he was, he should not, be so lucky. He was not that great. And since then, I think he's improved like tenfold. He's gotten very good. Uh, but you're right. He does have some, he does have some sort of, I don't know how, but an actual blockhead. Yeah, he almost looks like he's somebody out of Minecraft. His head is so square. Like I just, I'm like, I don't like the cut of his jib. I don't even know no. what that means, but I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Uh, like he to me in watching him, like he can never be a good guy to me. Yeah, uh, but he and Ligero had a pretty good main event. They uh, did that uh, started out kind of good, and then it it valleyed a little bit, and I'm like, oh boy, they've lost the crowd, and they're pretty tired. But then they kind of came back near the end. They the, did. Uh, the only thing, uh, I don't know if I was a fan of this or not in the crowd. I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, Jordan Devlin had a habit of making a, a rather noticeable growl or grunty sound before hitting Ligero Hmm. and the crowd would mimic this regularly. Oh yeah. So if it sounded like the crowd was just making a bunch of angry sounds, it was because they were mocking Jordan Devlin's, uh, (laughs) exertion in the ring, I guess. These UK fans are awesome. Oh, yeah. They did my favorite thing ever uh, in the next show. But we'll wait. I guess we'll wait until oh. we get there. But uh, so they had a really good match. Uh, Ligero was <laughs> trying to make a comeback. And Devlin cut him off and hit a couple of big moves in a row. Hit his finisher, which is called the Island's Call. It's sort of uh, it's got him like over his shoulder and like a fireman's carry. And then sort of spins him around into some sort of slam thing. Yeah. It looks. It looks. just real mad he won yeah and after he won he screamed into the camera that pete dunn was on his radar oh no that could be a really good match though uh so yeah what i know so you're not a big fan of jordan devlin no what would you what would you uh give this show overall this episode I'm I'm going to give it kind of low. It's going to be like a two. And I think it's because they had, what, like four, five matches? One, two, and three, f- 
one, two, three, four, five matches. They had five. And I almost felt like it was too much. Yeah, because um, most of them I were th- very short. Yeah, like you could have gotten rid of the um, Zack Stars versus Eddie Dennis match and mm-hmm. let Rhea Ripley uh, go to town a little bit longer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they're trying to do a lot in a short period of time, and I get it because they're trying to introduce these wrestlers to newer audiences. Yes. Um, but I don't I don't know if it's working yet. Yes. They the have- matches are good but um but yeah i'm i'm not i'm not completely sold on it what i do like about this show is that the um the interviews the the backstage stuff mm-hmm. is very short and i appreciate that because yeah, the, i don't want to hear talking for too long <laughs> no no 30 minutes of dialogue quick and there to is, the point yes and i love that it's i hate you here's why next match and i love that and i'm like perfect it's all that's what i want out of my interviews with uh, wrestlers from now on i gave this episode a flat average of two and a half uh mm-hmm. the, the main event kind of saved it for me i ended up that's really fair. i really enjoyed that but everything else was kind of too short and too uninteresting yes very much so a lot of it was kind of just there uh okay so before we talk about the next episode uh, thank you to the good people at Adam Tickets for sponsoring this week's show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift, or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, oh, Actually, you know what? There is one more thing to talk about before we talk about this last episode. Uh, Uh-oh. It's only pure magical happenstance that there we're talking about NXT UK this week and there have been three really big pieces of news surrounding NXT UK. Like, they all, hap- all happened in a row. Uh, okay. One of them is... Uh, one of them is a signing uh, of a new talent. They... Uh, this is the first person, I believe, that... Uh, they. I mean, obviously, all of these people were signed to be part of NXT UK. Uh, but since the formation of NXT UK, they've since signed their first person to be specifically for uh, NXT UK. Uh, the name is a little weird. <laughs> and believe me, it's it's weird because there's only one name. His name okay. is his name is Walter. No last his name's name. What? Walter. Like Walt okay. Disney. Like Walt Disney's proper name. It's yep. an all capital letters. So like okay. shouting it. He is from Austria, and... It's not the UK. No, it is not. <laughs> but uh, he's a giant, a giant man who is really good. He's kind of um, the new hot thing on the independence. He's been wrestling in Austria and Germany, and he, he does wrestle in the UK a ton. In fact, okay. I, th- I think he's got like four or five of the top UK indie promotions uh, world titles at the moment. He's he's on fire right now. A lot of people are a big fan. He's a big, scary dude who plays an excellent, terrifying heel. And awesome. people are thinking, like, that might be the big match with, like, Pete Dunne. I'm dying to see it because it, it'll be very good. Uh, so that's a piece of news, but there are two other really big pieces of news. One is kind of more business ended. It's actually, if uh, I know the business end doesn't fascinate a lot of people, but I find this fascinating. So they uh, originally, when they signed people to NXT UK deals, they were for the most part, basically allowed to go and wrestle wherever else they wanted to. They were not f- like full-time employees, I guess. Okay. Uh, so a lot of these guys, even like Pete Dunne, would go and wrestle a bunch of other independent, uh, for a lot of other independent promotions. Huh. Uh, now the word is that many of these guys were offered new contracts that included pay raises, but also... Exclusivity. Based, almost exclusive. So WWE mm-hmm. has partnerships with uh, several independent groups, but they're... So they're exclusive to NXT UK and only to those partnership groups. Um, so there's a, there's maybe four or five companies in between the UK and Germany that have, um, agreements with WWE 
and the NXT UK guys can go work there, but they cannot hmm. go work for any of the other groups anywhere. Interesting. And if they work on those shows, they're not allowed to work with people from other big companies. Like if they brought in, if one of these other groups brought in somebody from new Japan or ring of honor or any of these other places, the NXT UK guys can't wrestle with them. They have to, that is the dumbest thing. Yeah. That's, you know, that sounds like a big corporation decision. They so. do not own these people. Anyway, that's I, a whole other thing for a different time. That's uh, and the third piece of news is mm-hmm. that during the most recent set of TV tapings, they announced that in January there will be the first ever NXT UK takeover show. Oh. So they're going to get their own takeovers uh, in, in the UK. So, And the rumored card, uh, at least the one that I glanced over, looks like it'll be pretty good. So, yeah, there's a ton of news surrounding this little NXT UK thing. I, well, I, th- these fans are out of control, so it's only a matter of time. Yeah, they're really <laughs> rabid. Uh, uh, and, uh, and by the way, I heard, um, this is more insidery business stuff, but I heard the reason that they wanted to do these extended exclusivity, uh, exclusivity contracts with these guys is that I think they thought originally that letting these guys go and continue to wrestle elsewhere would help bring some more recognition and bring some more eyes to NXT UK, but Mm -hmm. it has sort of done the opposite. Uh, Like, they've been doing okay attendance-wise, but the attendance isn't as good as they were hoping for. So now they're like, well, if we lock everybody up, they have very few places to come and see these people, and NXT UK is one of them. Although I have heard a lot of other people complaining that the reason the attendance isn't as good is because WWE is charging a premium for their ticket prices. Ah. So they're saying like a WWE ticket is like 40 pounds over there in the UK where they can go to wow. an indie show and see these guys for 10 or 15. Yeah. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, Sounds but... very monopolistic to me. Oh, oh well, they do have a tendency for that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about let's. That's not fun. Let's talk about fun stuff <laughs> like episode ten of NXT UK. Uh, okay. It starts off with the first uh, semifinal match in the UK mm-hmm. Women's Title Tournament: Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. Uh, yes, they were given almost ten minutes here, so they. I uh, got to have a little bit better match than the, the previous matches we saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, I'll be honest with you, the highlight of this match was really the crowd for me. Yes. They sang the Manamana song to Dakota Kai and put Dakota yeah. Kai in instead of Manamana. Is that what they were doing? I, could, I was like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, so they yeah they went do-do-do-do-do Dakota Kai. Do-do-do-do oh. Dakota Kai. And... <laughs> She had a big smile on her face, and I'm pretty sure Rhea Ripley was trying very hard not to laugh. Not to laugh, yes. Uh, yes. That That's like the, the chant of the year for me. That, I, no, it was fantastic. Whoever came up with that, like, bravo. Uh-huh. I was a big fan. Uh, so Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai, they had a pretty good match. Uh, it, it wasn't super-duper crisp. They're, they had some moments of of ugliness in there. Uh, yeah. I'm also not a big Dakota Kai fan. I think, I don't <sighs> think I'm a big fan. I want, I want to like her so much. I don't, yeah. at times, I, at times I'm like, boy, she's looking really great out there. And other times it's like, not looking so great out there. Yeah. So it's a consistency thing. Maybe, maybe I feel like when she's out there and she's, like hitting all the cylinders, I'd like her a lot, but I don't know. There, there are times where it's just, yeah, it doesn't work for me either. But that yeah. angers me because I want to like her. No. <laughs> You're no, not buying it. Give it I'm like, I'm giving chances at this point. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'm good. You know who I want? And this isn't fair, but like, I really want her to be more like that. Um, Oh gosh, the girl Casey. She she wrestles on the. I know she does the live the house shows. Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. Yeah, 
And that's who, like, I feel like she should be. And I'm just like, why aren't you? (laughs) Which I know isn't fair. But also, I think it is the consistency thing. Sometimes she is good, but this just kind of felt a little flat. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was definitely Rhea Ripley's match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, They they did their back and forth. Dakota came back. Uh, She tried her comeback. She tried going for the chiropractor, but it didn't work. Uh, Rhea Ripley tried going for the Riptide, but that was countered into a roll-up for Dakota, uh, just getting a two there. She went for a kick, a big roundhouse, but Rhea ducked it and hit her with the Riptide. Not her usual crisp-looking sit-out Riptide, but she she threw her down nonetheless and got the pin. So Rhea going to the finals of the tournament. Boop, boop. Uh, Anything else other than uh, the... The the non love for Dakota Kai did Rhea did no. Rhea impress you more in this match? Rhea impressed me more in this match, yes. Um, and I was excited to see her going on for the finals. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> just like the idea that she seems very different. There, there's only a couple of girls who feel real, truly, truly, really different to me mm-hmm. uh, from like what's come before. Yeah, only because you don't see a lot like. Nikki Cross, even I know Nikki Cross stands out, but yeah. they have, they have done crazy psychotic girl in the past. Uh, obviously, not like hers. They've done like pretty yeah. girl is a psycho, which is clearly some guy writer working through his relationship issues. But yep. um, Nikki feels more like an actual like psychotic character. horror movie character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like. That- Nikki Cross than the writers, but yeah. um, Rhea and I feel like, yeah, go ahead. Rhea, I, I was just gonna say Rhea Ripley is like the metal girl, like that—that's not a character they do very yeah. often. No. Uh, so that was—it's just she stands out quite a bit. Yes, I like her. Uh, let's see. They threw to an interview in the back with uh, uh, Radzi, who is talking to Sid Scala, who is a very small man. Uh, they're doing an interesting story with him. So he is kind of like one of these pushover guys, one of these jobber guys that the bigger stars defeat. But they're doing like this interesting story with him where he keeps trying to fight back, but he's, you know, he's always undercut by his size. And Mm -hmm. they're doing the story where he's worried that he won't be able to be in NXT UK anymore. He's lost too many matches. And he had just emerged from... Uh, Johnny Saint's office. And Johnny Saint is the William Regal of NXT UK. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> is the best way to put it. Uh, and he says that Johnny Saint has given him an opportunity uh, to face Joe Coffey in two weeks. One of the Coffey brothers. Coffee which brothers. Is a, seems like a bad idea for this Sid Scala guy, but you root for him a little <laughs> bit. He just seems so determined to do it. He does. He's like, I know the odds aren't on my side, but gosh darn it, I'm going to try really hard. He's, like, very self-aware, and I appreciate that, but he also has, like, um, what, like delusions of grandeur, so I, I just enjoy it. I'm, I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> um, we also have uh, Radzi interviewing Jordan Devlin, asking him if he was, in fact, calling out Pete Dunne at the end of last week's episode, and uh, Devlin said, yes, I sure <laughs> was. That was a call-out. Uh, yeah. He notes that Dunn has held the UK title for more than 450 days, but he was defending it against guys like Mark Andrews and Tyler Bate. These people are f- pathetic and they're not vicious or ruthless like he is. Uh, and he was willing to do whatever it takes to win the title. Uh, and uh, he says once he wins the title, they will be renaming the brand to NXT Ireland. That's like a very political statement right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the exterior shots of the shows will look far sight prettier, I would imagine, with the rolling hills, but... Uh, <laughs> Depending on where in, in Ireland you are. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, tag team match. Flash Morgan Webster, the mod father, and Mark Andrews uh, took on the team of Joseph Connors and Saxon Huxley. I don't know if I love that name or hate it. You don't find many names... That have multiple X's. No, that's super rare. Double X. 
well, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the crowd thinks Saxon looks a lot like Jesus. So they yeah. they sing Jesus related songs to this man. Uh, they uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the match real quick, and we can talk. Yeah. We can really talk about the the Jesus iconography after this match because uh, they have a match. It goes for about six minutes. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good for the most part. It's okay. Yeah. This works more because I enjoy Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah, uh, that's fair. They make a, it's like they seem like an odd couple, but they work good as a team because they have a similar style, I guess. Yes. Uh, and, uh, they work, they work together. They hit some double teams. Mark Andrews hits the shooting star press on Saxon Huxley and they get the win. Uh, after the match, Joseph Connors attacks Saxon Huxley. He's mad that they have lost. Believe this. Well, because is... Saxon wouldn't tag him in. That's right. They're not getting along very well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do. I believe this is also not their first loss as a team. Oh. So Connors attacks Huxley. At which point, the crowd starts chanting Judas at him. <laughs> uh, and, I couldn't understand the crowd. I'm so glad you did. Yes, uh, and I lot of watch. I watch a lot of British television and wrestling, so I, I'm kind of used to the the accent the by now. But uh, <laughs> and then after he was done, the crowd then started chanting "sinner" at him. Yes, that I heard very, very, um, very clear. <laughs> so much so that Nigel had to acknowledge it on the commentary. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I gotta tell you though, these crowds, they make these shows. Yeah, like they're fantastic. They're a lot of fun. Uh next up, Dave Mastiff, the British Otis Dozovich. Yeah. Uh he's not a ball I of saw, energy, but I saw it right away. I was like, that is a cannonball man. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> You sir are a cannonball man. Uh <laughs> He took That'd on, be a really cool wrestling name. Sorry. <laughs> I, again, another name that I can't tell if I love or hate. He took on Tyson <laughs> T-Bone. Mm. A part of me wishes his name was just T-Bone. I think of, is it, is it T-Bone Walker? That's all I think of. I don't know. Like, when I hear T-Bone, for some reason, I think of, like, a pit bull or something, maybe, with, like, a spike collar. Mm. Here's my dog, T-Bone. Yeah. Yeah, I think of the composer... It's very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> We're on different pages on that one. I, I yep. <laughs> uh, so Mastiff up until this point was uh, just beating up some losers to establish yeah. himself. So this was his toughest challenge at this point. T-Bone looks like a dude who gets into a lot of bar fights. Yes. And uh, that's kind of what this was. This was like a just kind of like a club in each other brawl for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually Mastiff overcame this man in about, uh, four and a half minutes and, uh, hit him with a cannonball in the corner and pinned him. So Dave Mastiff, uh, in his cannonball fashion continues to roll Mm -hmm. on pun intended. I love that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I also like that his last or that his name is Mastiff because all I think of is a giant dog. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like. It works on a couple of levels too, because it could it, it, it could also be misconstrued as massive, which he mm-hmm. also is. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to change the first name to Bull. Bull so Mastiff. Bull Mastiff. <laughs> well, his nickname is Bomber, not the Bomber, just Bomber. Just Bomber. Okay. I like. It. I love this guy more and more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Up next, we see uh, we see a tweet from Johnny Saint, who I refuse to believe actually uses Twitter. There's got to be somebody working for WWE who's tweeting these things out for him, because Johnny Saint is like eighty something. There's no way he's using Twitter. Uh, you never know. You never know. But he sent out a tweet uh, noting that we are going to get next week Pete Dunne defending his UK title against Jordan Devlin. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event was the final semifinal match for the UK Women's Title Tournament. Tony Storm and Ginny. And these two have wrestled each other literally all over the place. Really? Uh, they've wrestled on UK Indies. 
They wrestled uh, in the Mae Young Classic this year. They even oh. wrestled at the WWE Fan Fest WrestleMania Access. Wow. Uh, so they've they've kind of wrestled with each other everywhere. So they've got a, a pretty good chemistry, and they know each other sort of inside and out. And uh, they actually had a pretty good match. I like this quite a bit. Uh, it was pretty good. Ginny has this uh, crazy face buster she does to Tony Storm while Tony is sitting on like the middle rope, so she spikes her head on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginny is also really small and thin, so whenever yeah. Tony throws her around, she folds up like an accordion. She very, yeah she she this girl gets thrown. Yeah, and she is very she gets stretched in every which direction <laughs> as well, very bendable. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Tony uh, near the end here goes for her finisher, the Storm Zero, but Ginny manages to escape and hits a rolling axe kick that won her first run match, but it wasn't enough to beat Tony here. Uh, I think Tony got her foot on the rope uh, for that. Uh, yes. Yeah, Tony jumped over a Ginny charge into the corner and hit another snap German suplex on her and hit the Storm Zero for the win. It will be Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Championship in two weeks. What? It's so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're showing two episodes at a time, so it'll be uh, true. this coming week. <laughs> but <laughs> in t- at, when they filmed this, it was supposed to be in two weeks. Two weeks. Um, I don't... So this this match was good. Mm-hmm. I like the Rhea Ripley match better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just something about... There's, I don't like Tony Storm, I think, as much as they want me to. Ah, I like Tony Storm way more than they want me to, but that's because I know Tony Storm from before this. So gotcha. I've got that. I've got the pre-bias installed. You're a yeah. You got you got the fan the fan mojo going. Yep. Um, also, Ginny is a horrible name for a wrestler. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like I feel like it totally <laughs> works for like when you see her come out, you're like, that's a Ginny. I don't know why. <laughs> For me, it totally works. Like, I don't like, feel that. Oh. They're oh, like, she, they're just like, she's an asshole fashion model person who thinks she's better than everybody. And she comes out and she's super slender and she has just like a super annoyed face on at all times. No. I don't know. It just really works for me. It's, no, it's, I don't know. It's almost like they want, like, it needs to be more obnoxious. Yeah, like she should be Tony Storm. Yeah, like that's that's the name she should have. Yeah. They should switch names, confuse everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Jenny yeah, it really works for me. But Ginny just sounds to me well. Besides Harry Potter, it sounds just very plain. Yeah, I mean Ginny. If you're like a really big Harry Potter fan, you think of Ginny Weasley like right off yeah. the bat. That's the first thing I thought of, and I'm not even like the biggest Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Um. But it also just, I don't know, it's just, like, lackluster. It's like, really? That's it? There's no pizzazz? There's no pizzazz, and this girl is full of it. Yeah, so, I think, like, I mean, maybe it's supposed to be, like, Cher, Madonna. Although those names are, like, way more standout-ish than Ginny. But, Ginny? yeah. I don't know. Maybe in the UK it's a standout-ish name. Maybe uh, it just maybe. doesn't fall, it doesn't translate for U.S. audiences. Uh, maybe. that that's mm-hmm. That's quite possible. Maybe. And, and anyway. Cher and Madonna do have far more pizzazzy sounding names to them. Yeah. So there's more and of a also, mystique. Yeah, I mean, she's Cher. Like, Cher mm-hmm. can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, any other thoughts on the main event or this particular episode in general? I liked the, this episode better than the first one. Me I too. thought it. And I think part of it was that they had less matches, so they were able to give more time um, yes. to what they showed. And also, this crowd is my favorite. Yeah, they're tremendous. Like, anytime, uh, anytime they do UK stuff, I remember very vividly when they did NXT TakeOver London. Mm-hmm. Uh, that crowd was just so crazy, and it was... I hadn't really experienced too many British uh, live audiences. I, I really wasn't watching a lot of British independent wrestling at the time. So that was okay. kind of like the first time I'd really experienced what modern day British wrestling fans were like. Uh, just... 
it was so much fun. I'm like, I wish every crowd was like this. Right? You're almost a little jealous. <laughs> I mean, they were cheering good guys. They were booing bad guys. Uh, but then they would, like, sing songs about wrestlers that they liked. Uh, <laughs> they just seemed genuinely into everything. And it's like, oh, that reminds me what wrestling fans used to be like. They used to yeah. love everything. And now they mostly hate everything. <laughs> That's the they're, they're like a bunch of self-loathing hipsters. Yeah, that's the beauty of NXT, though. I feel like NXT that love is is still there for things. Oh, so, for sure. I, yes. I, I especially in the UK, it's very alive and well. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you give this episode? Uh, I'm guessing slightly higher than your two for episode nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a three. That is very fair. I I went a little bit higher. I went like three and a half, but. But still, it jumped a full point for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, for the same reasons that you had, I liked the uh, the shorter ma- the the shorter amount of matches allowed for a little bit longer uh, length, and yep. uh, they set up some big stuff, obviously, and uh, I feel like the last two women's title matches delivered much more than anything else we'd seen in the tournament, and... Yes. I think the thing that pushes it over the the line for me is that I enjoy Tony Storm and Ginny more than you, but <laughs> I think that's what ultimately uh, got them like their half a point. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it, man. Bone. I thought that that was a lot of fun. So. Oh yeah, Mastiff and it's. I mean, look, it's just fun to say Mastiff and T Bone. Yo, it did is. you see um, Mastiff and T Bone fight? <laughs> they should just. They should just fight each other all. Always, just so that people can say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Mastiff and T-Bone. Uh, Add it again. <laughs> it'll never end. Uh, nope. Okay, so uh, that's it for the show this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. That way you can hear us come back next week talk about episode 480 of NXT uh, with uh, Lars Sullivan and Keith Lee.